Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Voices. Ironically, my co-host Cynthia has lost her voice, but she's still here. <laughs> I just can't do this. She's like, she's sitting here and she's looking so sad because she can't talk and she loves to, to podcast and she can't. And now she's like almost crying because she can't. I, I don't know if I can do this by myself. God damn, friendship. This is a podcast about friendship, and I can't even talk with my friend. I just put Clara and my name into, like, a love generator thing to see what are the chances of love war, and it's 99%. It's 99%. Yeah. So, not being able to converse together is killing me right now. It's literally killing me. (laughs) This is going to be the saddest podcast ever. I'm dying. (laughs) Hi, I'm Cynthia. And I'm Clara. And you're listening to... Voices. 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 Yeah. Like the word? Yeah. Voices. Voices on CornellRadio.com. So this is a story about friendship, specifically that of our two good friends, Nick. Hi, everybody. My name is uh, Nick Jadala, and I hail from the wonderful town of San Mateo, California. And Caroline. I'm Caroline Mamish. And their story is not like any other. We call it a special <laughs> snowflake of a friendship. How do you guys know each other? <laughs> well, uh, we went to high school together all four years, but we didn't really know well, we knew each other existed, but we didn't actually know one another until our AP Gov class in our senior year. We never met each other. No. So Nick and Caroline had a very interesting history. Before they became best friends, they were practically strangers for the first three years of high school. I just knew the name Nick Chidala, and I'm sure he knew the name. I hope he knew the name, Caroline Mamish, if even. Like, I, I did, kind of. Like, I knew you were a person in our class. Yes, but that's um, it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so flashback to an earlier time. One of my uncles, actually two of my uncles, they owned a deli in Mountain View, which is just south of San Mateo. One of them kept, started asking me, starting maybe in the, in the spring semester of my junior year, Nick, do you know this girl who goes to your school and rides horses? And I mean, that was pretty, pretty vague, pretty generic. So I mean, I kept telling him no, but he would ask me every week and, and every once in a while, he would add an additional detail, you know, she has brown hair, I think she's Armenian, rides horses, and goes to Aragon. And he didn't know her name. He knew her dad's name, uh, Niall. My dad worked at a startup called Verisign many, many years ago. It was one of the first real jobs he had, and it was in Mountain View. So he and his coworkers pretty consistently for lunch would go to a place called Country Deli. My dad's an extremely social guy, so he got to know the owners of this place pretty well over the years. Um, Like, they knew each other, they said hi to each other every single time my dad went in. And my dad would also take me there because we, like, we adore the cookies that this place makes, which which will come into play later. But um, it, it was, my, my dad was just obsessed with these cookies, and he would go pretty consistently to get them. When I would go with him, I would be asked by the owners, oh, do you know a person named Nick Tadala? He goes to Aragon High School. 
And every single time I would have to answer with, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I would get told, oh, he's really sweet. I think you would get along with him, yada, yada. But I just, I didn't know who Nick was personally. When did you realize she was the Caroline who rode horses and stuff? Um, well, Did I... you only have that realization when you were in Barnes and Nobles that one time? The Barnes and Noble mentioned is where Nick and Caroline finally realized that they were the ones that their relatives had sought out. Ask until we were at Barnes and Noble on the second floor on the El Camino side. I was sitting in a chair. You were sitting on the up floor. against the bookshelf on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that must have been a very like, <laughs> enlightening moment if you remember how you I, were sitting. Yeah, I remember very clearly. Uh, I mean, I was asked every single Friday by Amal Ed, Nick, have you met this girl yet? I'm like, no, no Amal Ed, I, I have not. And then, I mean, that was the first Friday I could go and tell my uncle with confidence, I'm glad I've met Caroline Mamish, and she is not Armenian. <laughs> This is um, Clara. We called about uh, the podcast interview. Yep. In order to get more of an insight into friendships, Clara interviewed Robert Kurzban, who wrote The Alliance Hypothesis for Human Friendships. I was just wondering if you could give a brief overview of um, your study on the Alliance Hypothesis and um, how it differed from previous theories. Sure. So... In psychology, a lot of um, people view friendships as having to do with uh, reciprocal obligations. So you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So a very kind of exchange-oriented way of thinking about friendship. In our work, we sort of think about friends as allies, so less people who you're going to trade with and more people who you're going to rely on for support. And, like, you took me out for the day for my birthday, so, like... I did. You know, we talk about your prom situation and everything. In the study you're talking about, the alliance hypothesis, uh, what we did was we um, looked at people's ranking of their different friends. And in particular, what we wanted to do was look at the question, if someone is my best friend, am I likely to be their best friend? Wait, do you consider yourself best friends? I just kind of assumed, but I don't know. Yeah, I... I mean, <laughs> you say no, I might like, cry. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, that was so unenthusiastic. Like, I mean, on a good day. <laughs> I mean, not no. Yes, I do. In this case, we relied on people thinking about what the other person would say. So we simply asked, where is this person in terms of your friendship rank? Are they your best, second best, and so on? And then we asked people to uh, say, um, where would this person put you in their friendship rank? So- like, not my best friend. Well, yeah, because, I mean, not mine either. Yeah. Was my best friend. But I'd say you're like, second after I'd say, like, yeah. I'd, I'd put Caroline as, like, a really close number two. Just because I, I, my, my best friend I've known since fifth grade. It's very much about how, how we think they view us. So, you know, we really like people who like us. Um, I mean, of course we like people for their sense of humor and for how caring they are and for how attractive and so on. But the thing that we found in our work is that what we really like in other people is that they like us more than other people. Uh-huh. And uh, I know you talked a little bit about, like, ranking and stuff. Um, did you ever look at, like, 
the idea of having a best friend or like how people choose who their best friend is or determine who their best friend is? I think a lot of that turns out to be sort of happenstance, you know, who you happen to run into, who you're sitting next to in your classes in school. Now flash forward to where we started from. How do you guys know each other? (laughs) Well, uh, we went to high school together all four years, but we didn't really know. We knew each other existed, but we didn't actually know one another until our AP Gov class in our senior year. We never met each other. One of the best places to look at it, I think, is actually in people who are changing environments, uh, college students, for example. You get to school and your old social, social network is gone. And the question is, how do friendships form in in those settings? You, like, both ended right. up here. at Cornell. Yeah, yeah, we did. How did... Wait, because you almost didn't come here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I almost went to UC Davis. How close were you to actually going to UC Davis? Really close. It, it was, was a stressful time for me. <laughs> I wanted it so badly to go to Cornell, but of course, like, it's one of my best friends, I'm going to support you either way. But, like, I was really rooting for Cornell. I almost cried when you told me you were going to Cornell. I was just so <laughs> happy. I was like, oh, thank God. You Aww. know, because it's, like, a comfort of home coming with you, and it's like we're really close, too, so it's, like, a good friend, which is rare, especially at a school like this. Like, we don't get a lot of people who go to Cornell. So, that was cool. Out of curiosity, we also wanted to know if the cliché, opposites attract, actually persists in friendships. Did you find any correlations between, like, um, friendships between people? If, like, if people are friends, are they more likely to be, like, of similar characteristics or different characteristics? Well, we did ask people to judge how similar they were to the friendship in, to the friend in question, and we certainly find that people say yes, they're more similar to their friends, um, and that that does that does actually predict friendship rank. That is, I like people more if they're a bit more similar to me, but not a ton. It's actually, you know, it's not it's not something that did a, a huge amount of work in explaining how people um, about who's in who's your friend and who's not. But people like mistake you for siblings all the time, right? Yes. Uh-huh. My friends will tell me we look related. I think it's important to point out there that Caroline being half Egyptian and half white and Nick being half Palestinian and half white, they both share common features like brown hair, shaped eyebrows, pointed noses, and brown eyes. Do you guys think you've like adopted similar mannerisms <laughs> or like you just physically look similar? I don't... Personality-wise, I'd say we're pretty different. We're That's like true. polar we're opposites. <laughs> pretty different not coming up yeah polar opposites so so yeah of course similarity matters the similarity also will determine whether you simply meet somebody right because if you are involved in this if you are interested in the same sort of thing then you're going to meet people who are you know interested in that thing so similarity matters but we didn't find that it played a tremendous role but did it ever feel like destiny that your like families like knew each other and oh, then... oh hold on let me just take the mic for a second okay, oh there's so... more oh there is more what so my... yeah. <laughs> no i'm pretty sure we told you but so basically, Nick's grandfather's brother was my dad's uh, primary care physician for, wait, was he? Mm, yes, right? Okay. Probably. Yeah, he was. His primary care. care physician for whatever period of time. And I don't think it was for very long. So he knew that, Chadala. And then Charlie. Yeah. Charlie interviewed my father for a job. Didn't Who hire is him. Charlie? He's like my dad's cousin. So not a okay. super close one, but like, I, I know him pretty well. Okay. He's a Jadala. An uncle is a, yeah, a Jadala is a Jadala. Yeah. And there's so many Jadalas, oh my gosh. So, I, I don't know, I just hear this story and it kind of blows my mind that 
there are all these instances in which his family knew her dad and and they were just existing that way for years yeah i mean so you have that first encounter with what like was it the cookies yeah and then you have also like an interview um on a separate account with the different relatives i think is like uh the interview between um what, Caroline's father? Caroline's father and Nick's uncle or yeah. cousin. Yeah. So this is another occasion in which they coincidentally had, like, their paths cross. And then there was Nick's, or, no. Then Caroline's dad had a physician that was part of Nick's family. That's, like, a, a long-time physician. That's yeah. not even, like you know, some random doctor you saw once, that's your, your primary care giver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't no, ain't no secondary care giver. And so on all of these occasions in which their paths have crossed, Caroline and Nick still hadn't met each other. Even though in Aragon High School, they had been in the same high school for, what, three years plus? They were probably, like, in the same ethnic minority, you know, like Arab-Americans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, and it looked similar. And and then once they did finally realize in a Barnes and Noble that they were the the ones that their families had mentioned so many times before, you know, in the deli or out uh, or outside, like that's when they clicked. And then after that, like within the next year, they became instant best friends. Like best friends, not just good friends, best friends. And we should note that th- this is a platonic relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick it's... and Caroline have discussed this extensively. <laughs> okay. Happy Valentine's Day, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> well, let me tell you about my best friend. He's a warm hearted person who will love me till the end. We hope that you guys enjoyed listening to this episode of Voices. Um, we'd like to thank Professor of Psychology Robert Kurzbin at the University of Pennsylvania for letting us interview him. And we'd also like to thank Nick and Caroline especially for letting us use their stories and um, having them interviewed here for a podcast and just being our friends in general. We hope that you guys have a lovely valentine's day or whenever you're listening to this and hopefully you're listening to this episode with a best friend too if you'd like to hear more of our episodes please check out our soundcloud at soundcloud.com voices podcast and contact us at voicescornell at gmail.com hopefully by then you'll be able to hear my voice